G right now. G is a, uh, Gordon rather, is an attorney located in New London and uh, as well as the host of Justice for All on 94.9 on Sundays, 8 to 10. But G was with us pre-show. Oh, oh, there he oh, is. No. Oh, look. Wait, now I'm in the middle. I haven't been <laughs> in the middle yet. So thank you for falling off and coming get, back. Get Nicole it's my pleasure. Out of the middle and put you're me not, in the middle, Jill. You're not fire now. We've got Jill uh, on the back end of this thing, running running the board today. Gordon, thanks for joining us again, Gordon. Uh, attorney located in New London, host of Justice for All, along co-host, I should say, along with your wife. Yeah, she's you definitely great the job, operation. By the yeah, absolutely. Like R A, like R A W, like like W W, like 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 we're doing like WWE, like What's Raw. That? Justice for All. Is the oh, name for it. all. For oh, all. Justice for all. <laughs> Sundays eight to ten, ninety four nine. Thank you very much for the plug. And thank you so much for inviting me on. I, you know, I watch you guys all the time. I've been wondering when I was going to get on the show. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you. We're trying to chat with as many people as we can so we can all learn through this together. Gee, I know what you were basically doing day to day. You either be in a courtroom uh, or at a closing table, you know, most days. How has your life changed now uh, here over the last two weeks? And how has your day to day changed a little bit? Day to day? Or a lot of it. Yeah, it's changed quite a bit. Um, there's no court work. So essentially, I'm cleaning up everything that I had put off to the side for months. <laughs> so we're, we're going to start new. When this is all done, I will have the cleanest files in the history of files. Um, so, I mean, we're busy. It seems as though I'm busier now, minute to minute, because I'm doing a lot of writing. But as far as um, the closings, we're still getting them done. And I know you guys are out there getting them closed, too, which is probably comes as a surprise to people. But boy, oh, boy, we are essential and we got to keep the economy churning. So let's do it. Well, we talked to Eric Person, the CEO of HBRA Central Connecticut, a couple of days ago, maybe Monday, Nicole, was that? I don't, I don't even know what today is. Earlier in the week, we talked to Eric, and we really broke down all of the different uh, essential pieces to the real estate transaction. But in your uh, you know, understanding, what are the essential components right now to the real estate transaction? Well, the most difficult part we're having are with towns that can't, we can't do the searches because they're not online. That's created difficulty. But as far as the essential pieces, you know, you guys, it all starts with you. Um, and I, I would imagine some people are a little hesitant to let people in their houses at this point. Um, but if they want to get, you know, we, I guess we're going to find the pretenders uh, from the contenders and who, who wants to get their house sold. For sure. And same thing with buyers. You know, you're going to really get the ones that are you know, certainly much more interested out than not. So yeah, yeah it certainly weeds them all out. It, Do you get the sense that a lot of our local municipalities are going to make everlasting changes to the closing process? I've always thought that the whole closing where you've got the buyer and the seller and both attorneys and everybody in the same room with the awkward stare down was a little <laughs> bit, well, it was a little bit ridiculous and certainly outdated with all the technology that we have. Are we going to get to a place as we work through this where the closing has now been updated for the 2020s? So they've made a couple of changes. And let me first answer the question directly. Um, years ago, back when you guys were still in school, uh, we did try to do the remote closings where everything was online and, and people just didn't trust the transaction. And that's kind of why it fell apart. Um, as far as access to the town halls electronically, it's absurd that we don't do it that way. 
Um, yeah. But everybody's got their own little fiefdom that they protect. And, you know, they've got 17 people they have to keep employed, whatever the deal is. Um, I don't see that changing in a big way, although there's so much more access to the records. And eventually we'll be doing the recordings at the town halls electronically. Um, so I, I do see big changes. And this is kind of this is going to change our lives in a lot of ways. The way we approach each other, the way we approach social situations and the way we do business, because now we're seeing, my God, did you invest in Zoom two, two months ago? Because if you did, you did pretty well. Yeah, you right. did. Um, my daughter was on Zoom yesterday for one of the uh, virtual birthday party, and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I can't wait to start using that or trying it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're on basically a product that is uh, similar to Zoom. This is uh, Be Live. There's a lot of these different yeah. uh, products that are that you can do virtual sharing. I know Facebook now has a group. There's a whole bunch of different things coming out there. And, and listen, there's no re- – I mean, I, he- I heard Tom Ferry say it. Real estate is 17% uh, of the GDP, right? So if we've got the technology and the marketplace that wants to transact, you know, I, I believe that helping somebody through a contract on a screen share with Zoom is actually easier for them to understand than being face-to-face. Face-to-face often, what are we doing? We're sharing the same piece of paper and going over it together. When you're doing it on a screen, everybody has their own screen, and maybe this little picture that we have of, of our faces is up in the corner and you're hearing the voice, but you're actually reading the words instead of engaging. You know, when you're face to face, there's a lot of body language. There's a lot of these other variables that can, you know, supersede actually reading the document. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And as far as this is like a forced proof of concept and everybody is going to everybody's uh, going to um, get used to this and they're going to be forced to get used to it. And it's going to change the way we do business. And I have contractors doing this now quite a bit. And the point you make is exactly right. They now have to pay attention to what's on the paper versus the engagement. Yeah. You're you're probably going to have some clients reaching out to you G and saying, Hey, I I don't know. I've got, I'm getting a lot of feedback from my contracts. People are starting to read them now. Can you, uh, can you give me some advice on how I should write these? (laughs) It's interesting though, too, because the buyers, I mean, some, again, I know that some buyers don't even want to be at the closing table too. And they've put some additional things in place so that your buyer doesn't even have to be there, right? Because you used to have to be live in order to get it notarized, right? And that's changed too. Yeah, that was the second thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, because the governor uh, made allowances for us to notarize remotely. Right. And that's a huge change. And we're going to try not to do that as much as we can prevent it. But in order to get a deal done, we got to get the deals done. I mean, it just has to happen. And I'm doing one tomorrow that we're, we're going to do it remotely. And, you know, honestly, we've been trying to keep people out of the same room for a while. Right. Right. It's just easier. Things only bad things happen. Very rarely, other than passing a bottle of wine. Well, know, agents the... aren't even allowed in the room, so it's like yeah. now, we have, now we have like a, a legitimate excuse not to be there. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I you agree. Guys are always allowed in my room. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I agree, and that's and that's why we how how we have to look at the situation. Glass half full, not half half empty, and and we yeah. can learn a lot from it. We're with Gordon Vidal. Attorney located in New London works all over the works all over the place in a normal 
time, up yeah. and down the state, all over, could be anywhere. Uh, also host of Justice for All on 94.9, Sundays 8 to 10. Gee, since you are somebody who's entrenched in what's going on in New London County, yeah. what are you seeing in New London County? What's going to be the impact of the economy in New London County as we work through this? That's a really good question. And you can kind of see some of the investors kind of hesitating right now. Um, and, you know, investing in New London County, other than major residential projects, has always been a little risky because of the demographics. And because we border the ocean, half of that circle of demographics is missing. So that's why it took so long to get um, the chain restaurants down here. And we have that same struggle with like a Trader Joe's or something like that. Right. Um, so we have our own problems here and this isn't helping, but what I, you know, this isn't exactly on point, but man, oh man, the number of B and B's and summer houses that have New York plates parked in their houses right now is for frightening. Sure. For yeah, sure. You're having that trouble too. Oh, well, we're having, I mean, I have people calling constantly asking, can this, you know, I have someone looking for a month, maybe two, they want to get out of the city. Um, can you. You know, is your seller willing to rent? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah they're going on a lot of listings and, and would that seller rent? <laughs> you know, yeah. so nobody wants to pull it. The, the trigger necessarily in that high, high end uh, waterfront community price range. But right now you're seeing Fairfield County, New York City want to rent out here, yeah. uh, you know, from New Haven County, Middlesex County, New London County, anything right of New Haven and Fairfield County. And honestly, I'm OK with all of that as long as people respect the quarantine. If you're coming here, bring your own food and don't don't spread your germs from a clay. Right. I know Mark Nickerson, first selectman in East Lyme, made it a an order from East Lyme urging really anybody that has a second home there that's come from Norco yeah. County, New York area to self-quarantine for 14 days in you know, in the town of East Lyme, there's a lot of uh, a lot of those beach second homes right there. So yeah, and Waterford did as well. Waterford did the same. Yeah, great. So, uh, gee, we've got a couple questions because we are all, are on Facebook Live. Anybody's got a question for Gordon Vidal, attorney out of New London, please post them in the comments. We'll do those uh, right at the end. We've got one from Pat Kenny. I think you might know that guy. I yeah, that sounds familiar. There, there. Oh, let's go right to it. Look at that popping up on the screen here. Wow, um, fancy. Think, and we talked about a little bit of this from the real estate perspective, but do you think this is going to set a precedent on how a lot of aspects of business are going to change going forward? We touched on real estate. How about just general overall for all businesses? I mean, I think it's going to change everything. That being said, boy, does our public have a short memory, doesn't it? This isn't the first time we've been through this. I mean, the H1N1, um, before before the president even paid attention, there were a thousand fatalities. So, like, we have a really short memory. And hopefully this time with the technology and, like, you guys out there being ahead of the curve. You, like, you guys, from a business standpoint, were ready for this. So many people weren't. So I'm hoping that people start to use technology for real economic drivers rather than social media saying that while we're on social media right right um, i mean this is a weird one because i think it's it's just bigger than any of us expected and it's and it's weird in the sense that you know you know so much of our business is still getting into the showing but to your uh point with how comfortable we are with technology how comfortable we are with video virtual tour scheduling virtual tour appointments is now 
shooting up. You know, we've actually, before this even happened, sold homes through virtual tours. I think that what you'll see over time here is an uptick in people selecting their home on virtual tours. I have a, a New London County client right now who's, you know, uh, somebody in the Navy and, and they were looking at some homes virtually in Virginia. They've, they've selected a home in Virginia that they're going to be moving into in May and they have a need to sell up here now yeah. so that they can make this transition. But, uh, you know, the, the wife was looking at everything virtually. So she'll see the home for the first time when they move into it. It's amazing. And I will, I will say this, there's going to be winners and there's going to be losers. And I've been so impressed with your organization for so long because of being ahead of the curve, but this is going to kick everybody to the curve and they're going to have to make a choice. And a lot of people are going to walk away and we're, we're going to see, I think we're going to see the biggest impact are the restaurants because so many of them are week to week. And I don't know who has the wherewithal to survive. I got a meal from the waterfront. I know Byron, that's one of your favorites. Yeah. They're doing these family meals. Oh, she loves it over there. I love it there. I love $34. It was enough to feed my family twice. And I eat a lot. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you're never going to see those. I don't know how they're making money on it, but Tony D's is doing it. They're not and making money on it. They're, they're, they're breaking even so that they can keep. Uh, you know, as many people as they can employed, employed through this, yeah. so they can keep the lights on, so that they can keep their brand going. And that's their contribution to the uh, community as well as giving, giving out. Because I've done the same thing. I've picked up at Tony's or yes. at, uh, on the waterfront. I picked up a bunch of these pieces and they are giving you so much food. You're, you're right. I'm having now because I'm eating at home all the time. I'm having lunch and snacks, lots of snacks mixed in there. <laughs> lunch, snacks. Snack, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. My gym's closed. It could it could turn into a big problem very quickly. Uh, so thanks, Pat, for the question. If anyone else has any questions, uh, certainly post those in the comments. Gee, what you guys are, are you doing the radio this week? What's talk to us about the radio show because you got a really good uh, show that a lot of people listen to in the community on Sundays on ninety four nine. Are you are you going to be live on Sunday? Or are you taking a pause? Where are you at with the radio? And generally, uh, you know, what, what's happening in that world? Yeah, we're, we're at the mercy of the station. And I mean, you have a show on Saturday. We're basically your, your uh, sibling show on Sunday. And um, it honestly, I don't know. We are day to day on that. When they say go, we go. Um, and we have gotten a lot. You know, first we started just as a fun thing. And now we feel like, I don't know about you, Byron, but like for the first time when I, the first time somebody noticed me that I didn't know and said, Hey, aren't you Gordon from the show? I, I was like, I couldn't even believe that anybody listened. There's a significant reach on 94.9. That, that's no question about that. And that's really for all the work Lee's doing during the week to really build that brand. And yeah, you know, no, he does a great job. And um, so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, but you know, we, we, gave warning about i mean this is going to sound ridiculous um because nicole if you've never heard it what we do is it's all conspiracy all the time Love um it. so well, we i just, feel like that's all our feeds are now anyway so it sounds appropriate <laughs> so what we try to do is basically put real news out there that nobody wants to talk about you know and it can be some severely serious stuff like we were talking about epstein two years ago and you know we talked about this virus you know months before anybody cared about it Right. So we had toilet paper and uh, spam 
<laughs> stocked up for, you know, for six months. Um, and, and I'm certainly not a prepper by any means, but I knew that the reaction of the people is what you're going to have to deal with, not the danger of the virus. Right. And I, you know, we try to put that out there. Listen, just go buy a little something extra every week, that kind of stuff. Right. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great show and it's not as, um, it's not as focused as, as Byron's show. So we just kind of go wherever the callers lead us. Yeah. Well, we can get all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I get all over the place. So. <laughs> no, it's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. But yeah. So you're, are you going to be going live this week? Uh, we'll be going live, but I'll be going from uh, my house. I have, I have the, uh, the closet set up as a little cave, a little bunker where I could, I can do the radio. Yeah, I'm happy to see you've left the, left the cave today. We have yeah. like, background we are essential so we're watching this i'm i'm actually <laughs> stopped by the nianic office i actually had to drop off gift cards because we've been giving away a bunch on the radio show i had to make sure they got here so we, they can uh yeah. go to the places they need to go just doing a couple things a lot less than i've you know really ever left the house i'm usually out of the house 10 to 12 hours a day on any given day where now i'm maybe out of the house uh you know i get everything done that i need to get done for two hours and that's just uh, the way it is right now. I don't think yesterday. I even I might not have even left yesterday. So I don't think you saw not the leaving. sun though yesterday. You don't even have a window in that room. No window. I don't. I don't need a window. Uh, no windows needed. You're gonna be like. I'm focused. I'm wearing the glasses more, so my eyes don't burn out of my head with all the screen time. But yeah, get those blue ones. You know. <laughs> I know the sunglasses. I should have that. <laughs> See, what, else, what else do you think anything let's wrap this thing up and uh anything that you think is important right now somebody that's doing something positive in the community or any message that should be uh should be delivered in this in this current situation so what i would say is i mean everybody's kind of in a holding pattern because we're just about to approach the thick of this like we haven't seen the problems yet but we will and if you drive by lnm you can see they've got the the outdoor um like almost a a triage uh, setup. Most do, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's serious, and it's going to happen, and a lot of people are going to get it. And there's really, you know, you can't prevent it. I mean, you can self quarantine; that's the only way. Right. But there are going to be opportunities, and I hope people see those opportunities. And something, you know, sometimes opportunities come at the cost of other people. But as a society, we have to work forward and have that balance out. So I would, I would just stress, like you stress so often, don't look at the negatives. There are going to be positives of this. Everybody knows their family again. That's kind of a cool thing. Um, I don't know. I'm learning about trapezoids, and I thought that I left that, you know, <laughs> back in the third grade when I was there. <laughs> I, I've got to say, my son's a bit of a brainiac, and I cannot help him. He's in seventh grade, and I lost him around the fifth grade on the math. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. But there's a lot of good things that are coming of it. And, you know, the other good thing is, there's kindness. There's a lot of people out there genuinely being kind to one another. And I just hope that we can hold on to the good that comes of this and um, not do what we usually do, which is forget about it and get self-involved again. Yeah. Well, the resources and effort that is being pulled together. And, you know, if you just look at any one of our great towns up and down the shoreline, there are a ton of communities pulling together, small business owners doing their part, making huge contributions to make sure we do get through this and we will get through it. So, yeah, no, but, but out, if you're listening out there, don't be afraid to call these guys. I mean, we're still doing business. If anybody gets in a jam and they have a legal question, I'm here. Give me a call um, because life goes on. We're going to have to just do it to, a little bit more together now. 
Absolutely. Yeah, there's people that need to transact and you know, there's going to be a lot of time for us as we work through this to continue to talk about how the market's reacting. But uh, I think, you know, this one wasn't caused by the housing, uh, by a housing crisis. And I think housing is going to be strong when we get out of this, but there, we will have to have you back on Gene, just go all on, on uh, deep into that topic of where housing prices and, and the market yeah. is doing. Anytime. I, I feel like we need to continue the tour of your office. I feel like. <laughs> and I apologize. I had to plug in. <laughs> I feel like maybe a few more rooms we haven't hit yet. <laughs> well, it was funny. So there was the mail lady was knocking on my window, so I had to let her in because we literally lock everyone out. That's so funny. I apologize for the tour, but that was it. <laughs> I agree it. Stay healthy. Stay well. Take care of your family. Appreciate everything you do for us and, and for the community. Bye, guys. Thank you so much.